If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. Political neutrality. Not with Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The question isn't why Epstein Islander and Democrat megadonor Reed Hoffman is donating so much money to Nikki Haley. The question is, why is Nikki taking it? You see, there's no, not a dime's worth of difference between the parties when it comes to issues that really matter. It's a uniparty. The only differences are window dressing to get you to root for Team Red or root for Team Blue. On the substantive issues, on the issues that add to the bottom line of the elites that are really running this country, they're identical. And if they have to countenance Donald Trump a second time, Donald Trump who thumbed his nose and flipped off the New York society crowd when he was a billionaire in New York, who didn't kowtow to get invited to the latest parties or the glamorous balls, who quite frankly couldn't care less for all that nonsense, the Queens kid who made good, if they have to face another Donald Trump administration, they have to keep them off the ballot at all costs. And that's what concerns me at all costs because they will scruple at nothing and there is no low to which they will not stoop. I'm deathly afraid that 1968 is going to look like a kindergartner's tea party compared to this summer. It's troubling that so many quote unquote conservatives, so many butthurt never Trumpers would be supporting Nikki because Nikki is a uniparty shell. She's GOPE to her core. She is the reason why at MAGA Institute, we do not certify candidates like Nikki Haley. And if we mistakenly do, we pull their certification as we've done on a couple of occasions. So you need to wonder if all the Democrat money is going to Nikki, what does that mean about the Republican Party? What does that mean about Ronna McDaniel? What does it mean about these ridiculous debates and all of these lawsuits to keep you from being able to exercise your constitutional right and your civic duty to cast a ballot for the person that you choose? Something to think about. It's gotten to the point where you can't donate to any candidate that is accepting funds through WinRed because odds are the money isn't going to go to that candidate, or at least a lot of it is. And a lot of it's going to go to fund the GOP. What good is donating to a conservative, a true, genuine, perhaps MAGA Institute certified conservative, if a substantial portion of that donation is going to support candidates like Chris Christie or Nikki Haley, Iran disappoints us. It's time to get angry and it's time to just say no to GOPE. It's time to not donate through WinRed 
It's time to not donate to any candidate to whom you cannot write a physical check or use Anadot or one of the other non-GOP-related donation platforms. This is a serious issue. This isn't just talking points for political notches on my belt. Reid Hoffman is not a good guy. Look into him. He's one of Nikki's biggest donors. And again, the question isn't why Reid would be donating to Nikki. Of course he wants a quote-unquote conservative that's really just a uniparty shill that's going to fund more foreign wars, keep that war machine cranked, put in digital ID. That's Nikki's big issue. She wants digital ID. And do all the things that the uniparty globalists want. I wouldn't be surprised if Nikki comes out for transhumanism rights next. She'll do whatever her donors tell her to do, and she'll say whatever script they give her to say. She's a shallow, hollow shell of a conservative. She's no conservative. She's barely a Republican, and only, as I keep saying, because she's GOPE. We used to call them Rockefeller Republicans, the more liberal Fiscal conservative, socially liberal, weak on abortion, weak on all the issues that really matter. But, oh, they were good on the money. They were good on the money. And that's why the globalists let them get elected. We got to keep Nikki out at all costs, but not to the point of keeping her off the ballot. Go ahead. Put her on the ballot. Put all the candidates on the ballot and let the people decide. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. Do you have a suggestion for a possible guest that you'd like to hear on TNT? Or perhaps you have a topic you feel we should discuss? Then we want to hear from you. Simply complete the suggestion form on the TNT website. Help us make a difference on today's news talk, TNT. Abroad or at home, this is your news. By staying silent, we are part of the problem. Today's news talk radio, TNT. A new report from Daily Caller News Foundation has revealed that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation either handed out or approved future payments in the form of grants to multiple Chinese government-run organizations in 2022 to the tune of at least $23 million. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Uh, yeah, I, I think some of us suspected uh, that Bill Gates liked China, but we didn't know just how much, huh? Um, <laughs> it's such a sad thing with these billionaires. We find out what they've been doing with their money when it's far too late. Uh, this is right. in regards to what he was doing with his money back in 2022, and we're finding out about this because uh, the Daler, Daily News Caller Foundation I say that wrong. They basically uh, looked at his tax documents. So nobody else is reporting on this. Everybody else picked it up off of uh, the Daily Caller and then uh, added to it, basically. But pretty bombshell report, I think. This could be trouble, uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, so this is, of course, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, known for their work with uh, donating money for vaccines and stuff, too. Uh, but this nonprofit in particular listed grants, that's how they got away with this, to over 20 different Chinese entities, including Chinese government agencies, 
labeled as quote-unquote foreign governments on its 2022 tax forms. The majority of the grants were for projects related to, no shocker here, public health research and analysis, including several projects involving diseases and vaccine delivery. Of course, you can't report anything about Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation without the V word. Recipients included the Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Affairs of the People's Republic of China. What? The Chinese Academy of Sciences. All right. The Chinese National Health Commission. That sounds legit. And the Ministry of Science and Technology of the People's Republic of China. Okay, what? Uh, among others, of course. These government entities cumulatively received, the government ones, received $11.3 million from the Gates Foundation. Uh, I'm not sure how many of the listeners slash viewers, how many millions of dollars they sent to Chinese government entities. I'm guessing none. Uh, several of the entities funded by the Gates Foundation report to the China's State Council, the, quote, executive body of the supreme organ of state power, end quote, according to the Chinese government. So what are we doing, Billy? Uh, the state council is largely composed of members of, hope you're sitting down for this one, the Chinese Communist Party, of course. Moreover, the Gates Foundation funded Chinese universities that regularly perform defense work for the Chinese military. Are we going to have a problem here? Peking University, Xinguao University, and Shanghai Jiao Tong University received millions from the Gates Foundation, but they engage in defense research for China and are overseen by China's State Administration of Science, Technology, and Industry for National Defense. That is according to the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. These universities received almost $6 million from the Gates Foundation. The Gates Foundation also contributed $100,000 to China Ministry of Science and Technology for quote-unquote global health awareness and analysis. At least that's what the tax filings show. The Ministry of Science and Technology is involved with the Chinese government's quote-unquote 863 program. What's that, you ask? Oh, well, the 863 program, quote, provides funding and guidance for efforts to clandestinely acquire U.S. technology and sensitive economic information, end quote. That's according to the U.S. Director of National Intelligence. The House Select Committee on the CCP said the program supports the advancement of the Chinese military in a 2023 report. Uh Wow. Uh, one more thing about this group here. Uh, the Ministry of Science and Technology listed the Chinese government's 863 program as an active program on its website until at least 2018. However, the program was officially incorporated into the National Key Research and Development Program of China under the ministry in 2016. That's according to state-run media outlet Xinhu. Uh, the Ministry of Science and Technology was also among the entities involved in the Chinese government's Thousand Talents Plan. That is a CCP-controlled program aimed at recruiting researchers and scientists with access to, quote-unquote, cutting-edge technology. Timothy, did the Bill and Gates... Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation just like create uh, commit some sort of treason against the United States of America. What do you think? Well, not treason because treason is providing aid and comfort to an enemy in time of war, and there's no war between the United States and China, at least not in the conventional sense. There is, however, 
an intense conflict, both financially and ideologically. All you need to know about the CCP is that they have government departments called what? The, the organ of propaganda minister? What was that? Read that again to me. Could you please? It's like, it's a word salad, Timothy. Uh, the, the full name was the ministry of science and technology, yada, yada, yada. Sorry, lost it. Yeah, but there was something in there that was the organ of the state organ of, and it's like, who talks like this? That's not even a bad translation. And speaking of translations, I want to just take a second and compliment you on your Mandarin pronunciation. Very, very well done. That's uh, That was impressive saying those names because I usually get hung up on those. And you, you those came off your, your lips like, honey, China, don't you miss how he says it? China. China is actively involved in stealing our secrets. They always have been. And you know, let's face it, we've been involved in stealing theirs and stealing the Israelis, and the Israelis have been involved in stealing ours. The world is literally a game of spy versus spy, if you remember Mad Magazine. So you can't fault them for that. It's what countries do. I fault us. We have 25,000. It's the population of a small town, small city. We have 25,000. Chinese national students at Ohio State University in Columbus. We have over half a million nationwide, I think. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's an exaggeration. It's not over half a million, but it's over 100,000 nationwide of Chinese national students, and every single one of them, Adam, is a Chinese Red Army officer or enlisted person. They're here to get technical degrees. Ohio State University is the world's leading metallurgy and welding university. They do a lot of material sciences work. They do a lot of cutting edge research that is of strategic value. So the question isn't, why are the Chinese sending spies here? The question is, why are we allowing it? Yeah, I guess I guess you're right about the treason thing. By the way, I figured out that line. It's it was how the government describes self describes the China's state council as quote the executive body of the supreme organ of state power end quote. Very wait, was that was our government saying that? No, the Ch that's how the Chinese government. That's how the Chinese say. It. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. ultimate they organ. They don't of talk state like power. normal. I mean, who yeah. talks like that? Who talks like they that? Do. Come on. They do. They <laughs> do. That's probably why Bill Gates got excited. They were talking about bodies, organs. He's like, I could put yeah, a vaccine right? into that. Hey, anyway. Um, hey, we, we can make them out of plants. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, isn't he at least in the very least, isn't he complicit in some way? Isn't he contributing to espionage? Right. Because, I mean, if, if he's his money is being used to to fund these these groups that are actually actively seeking to steal technology from the United States, that's technically like a crime of some sort, internationally speaking, and he's party to that, I would suggest. Well, it would go to ski enter. He would claim it was done by a, 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 an underling. He had no direct knowledge. It was a corporate, you know, look, the bottom line is none of these people are ever going to be held accountable for anything, except when they throw a low underling under the bus. You mentioned the thousand talents programs. We already have university professors in the clink. 
for participating in this program and not notifying the federal government. Again, I don't have a problem with China having such a program. That's what nations do. I have a problem with the United States not shutting it down. At least they have, however, in a couple of instances, as I mentioned, professors that were working for that program have ended up in the, in the Huskow for nefarious activities. We need that to happen a little bit more. Thanks for a great story, Adam. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Robert Caradillo is a husband and father of two grown children. Graduated from Brown University, he's a lifelong Rhode Islander, and is an advocate for America's youth as he fights the hypersexualization, radicalization, and rationalization in our schools. He also fights the forces of communism entering our country and is deeply concerned about the direction our nation is headed. I'd like to welcome back to The Reckoning, Robert Curadio. Hi, Timothy. Thank you for having me. Bob, what's going on in little Rhode Island? Little Rhodey, the ocean <laughs> state. Oh, my goodness. It's... We've got good things going on. The GOP got taken over by some America first MAGA Republicans. So we've got some hopes of of getting some some patriots back into Congress from Rhode Island. Uh, we've got some state government positions that are competitive. And at the same time, we've got people in our schools and people in the state government that seem to hate American values, hate Judeo-Christian values, certainly. And, and they're really, con uh, it concerns me because they see our children as theirs not the their parents, theirs to do with what they will. What's wrong with this picture? Well, you know, this, this, whole, uh, this whole thing that we're going to talk about tonight, um, this transgender stuff and, 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 and the like, the left is trying to drive a wedge between the parent and child uh, to make them, in this case, the school, uh, the primary influencer of the child. Um, and leave the parents out of it. You'll see in a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight, um, they leave, uh, they try to leave the parents completely out of any decision-making process. 
leaving the kids to uh, depend on uh, the the people that are in the schools. And this is uh, where things are going wrong in Rhode Island. And I know Rhode Island is a microcosm of the rest of the country. My town, Westerly, is a microcosm of the state. So um, it's happening everywhere, uh, not just here, but this is where we're fighting this battle. So that's what we're most knowledgeable about. And I think it's instructive to note that it is happening everywhere, and it's happening everywhere simultaneously, right? When you go out into the heartland, if you go out into Iowa or Kansas or Montana, one of the interior states, you'll note that typically eyeglass fashions, hairstyles, and a lot of things are a few years behind what we're seeing on the coasts. Or at least that used to be the case. But with right. social media now, everyone is exposed to the same messaging all at the same time. And this is, is might be driven by social media, but it's being implemented by government schools across the country. Who gave the memo? Who gave the order for schools to start pushing this mental derangement as a core curriculum item well i think I it's can the only federal imagine government. yeah i can only imagine it's the department of education in dc right i'll bet Absolutely. you any amount of money there's grant money that's been given out over the past oh let's say since 2008 perhaps sure and especially uh since covid uh with the esser funds uh they had strings attached to them at first but as uh as you got into esser 2 and esser 3 you could pretty much use the money for whatever you wanted to use it for. And a lot of these districts uh, use those funds uh, to fund um, uh, diversity, equity and inclusion programs, uh, as, as well as teacher professional development based on DEI. Um, so we basically financed the destruction of our own children and our own country. And this has been going on for quite some time since at least Barack Obama was president. Um, and we have been we are now playing catch up. And I like to use the phrase that we are pushing a boulder uphill. And we certainly are. Um, thankfully, over the last few months, we have noticed that there are more people helping us push that boulder up the hill. Now, people are wise to what's going on. And I think that's why you see the desperation of our opponents. Yes, they, they have a common message. They're very well organized and, of course, very well funded. But they see that their days are numbered. They, they see that we are on to what they're doing, and they are trying to ram everything through that they possibly can uh, before this, um, this rain comes to, a, to an end very soon, we hope. Well, they are, and they're trying to destroy as many children's lives as possible before the jig is up for them. The whole... Uh retransition movement is really gaining traction that's people that have undergone surgical castration surgical mangling women that have had their breasts cut off and their forearms or or legs horribly mutilated to create mm -hmm. a, a false phallus it's just it's absolutely disgusting the the female to male surgery is absolutely disgusting uh, and, and perhaps just as bad is the male to female surgery. And so there's a lot of post-surgical transgender people who 
deserve compassion. All transgender people deserve our compassion, but they deserve the mental health services, which they so desperately require. And instead of giving them mental health services, Boston Children's Hospital is building a new multi-million dollar surgical building just solely to do transgender surgeries on children. I think this is an abomination. And Mike DeWine in Ohio just vetoed a bill that would ban it in Ohio. And he tried to use a conservative talking point to justify his complicity, com complicity with evil. And he said, well, this is a decision that should be left to the parents. No, Mike, right. the parents are already making these decisions. That was a bill to protect children from their psychotic parents because no doctor can operate on a child or even treat a child without parental consent. So if you've got to go ahead and ban the procedure because these parents will consent to anything in furtherance of their Munchausen by proxy psychotic fantasies i think there are don't quote me on the on the exact number of states but i think it's around 17 or 18 states i think it's 19 now yeah it's 19, 19 now that have banned it yeah well the state of new hampshire house of representatives just last week uh voted uh to to just to to do just that to to ban these surgeries uh and and drugs uh on on kids now i don't know if the Senate has voted yet, but that could give us another state. So we're, they're ticking them off one at a time. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to happen here in Rhode Island, but we are certainly going to work with our legislators here uh, to try and, uh, and make that a reality too, because as you said, that has to happen. We cannot it, have these young people uh, being, uh, being mangled and mutilated uh, in such a way where there's, where there are irreversible processes uh, and their lives are ruined uh, because of it. We have to protect these kids. That's absolutely correct. And I, I want to talk about Rhode Island and what's going on there after the news. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. Today's News Talk Radio. We, we, we do have some big news. What is it? Yeah, what is it? What is it now? TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. China has detained a foreign national accused of conducting espionage on behalf of the British Secret Intelligence Service, as reported by Beijing's Ministry of National Security. President Joe Biden was interrupted by protesters calling for a ceasefire in Gaza during his pilgrimage to a church in Charleston, South Carolina, to appeal to black voters as part of his campaign against Donald Trump. Former President Donald Trump publicly called on President Joe Biden to fire Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin for the delayed announcement about his hospitalization. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. Bob Westerly, Rhode Island schools, and you're absolutely right, the schools are trying to drive a wedge between the child and the parent, which, by the way, goes back to Adolf Hitler. It goes back to the Third Reich. It goes back to Nazi Germany. That's where kindergarten comes from, is Germany. The whole idea is that the children belong to the state, mm -hmm. and we have children ratting out parents. That's why doctors now at pediatric visits are asking children, are there any guns in your home? And do you feel safe with guns in your home if the answer is yes? And all of these kind of moves, well, Westerly Rhode Island government schools 
are doing this too with the transgender issue, aren't they? What's Absolutely. the new policy? Well, it, it's, it, it goes back, believe it or not, to 2017 when our current superintendent, Mark Garso, uh, came to power, so to speak, when he was hired. And it's really not a policy at all because he doesn't have the right to, uh, to make policy or to, to draft or implement or enforce policy. Only our school committee can do that. But back in 2017, he sent an email uh, to the then school committee. This is uh, six and a half years ago now, talking about this um, gender, uh, transgender, gender nonconforming, transitioning students policy and protocol. And as I said, he doesn't have the authority to make policy. Um, so uh, since then, since 2017, this has been in effect in our school district. And the only reason that anybody else knew about it besides um, myself was because I filed a public records request back in October. And this is what they sent me, what I sent you. Um, and this is that policy and protocol, which our superintendent says is not a policy uh, because he knows he doesn't have that authority. But policy is written right on it. And uh, there are so many, so many uh, harmful and problematic uh, issues I have with this with this policy slash protocol. Um, it's all based on Rhode Island of Department of Education guidance. So guidance, as you know, is not law. So this Correct. district is under no legal obligation to conform to what this uh, to what this policy air quote says. Secondly, it's clearly, in my view, and as we get into the discussion more deeply. It is a hijacking and a weaponization of Title IX and FERPA uh, against uh, primarily our young ladies. As you know, Title IX was designed to protect our females uh, against discrimination based on sex. And this policy uh, enforces it. it. It does exactly the opposite. It mandates sexual discrimination against our females. That's one of the reasons we're fighting so hard for this, too. Well, let me start right there because the silver lining of all this, and it's hard to think of it as a silver lining because so many children have already been so horribly mutilated permanently for the rest of their lives. But the silver lining here is that so many women are finally awake to the fact that the Democrats don't give a rat's patoot about them, that right. their support for Title IX was always a sham, that their support for women's rights was always a sham. The homosexuals and lesbians are finding this out now because they're being thrown up under the bus in favor of transsexuals. So if you give the Democrats enough rope, they will eventually hang themselves. The problem is the human carnage along the way to getting people to wake up. But that's absolutely correct. If people like Riley Gaines, Riley Gaines was never overtly political until they stole her NCAA title from her. And anybody that thinks that that wasn't theft is living in a cartoon cuckoo land. Because when you have a man winning a race against the best female swimmers in the country, and he wins it by an obscene number of lengths, I think it was over 10 lengths he won that race by. Yes. That right there just shows you that no... Trans women aren't women. They're men with serious psychological issues that are either like Billy, 
in drag or that have actually gone under the knife, but only about 15% of them have actually gone under the knife. Most of these are right. just men in drag. That's how women in prisons are getting pregnant, not from the guards, from these trans women that are being right. sent to prison with them. So that's a silver lining. And I, I wanna get back to your first point now. This is how they operate. They assume that they have the authority. They project the authority. They tell you that they've got the authority and they play these word games so that people don't realize that they don't have the authority. And even good faith school administrators fall victim of this. Even people that aren't all in for the agenda, aren't all in for the narrative, aren't all in for the cabal, well-meaning school administrators are gulled by these people who are projecting that they have authority that they do not have. Agreed. And, and you know, as far as some of the teachers go and other people in school, you know, their jobs are held over their heads um, yep. and they're intimidated and bullied uh, by the people to whom they report. Parents are intimidated by some of these people because, you know, they will be uh, outed at work as, God, a conservative uh, or somebody that is against uh, boys uh, pretending to be girls uh, going in a girl's locker room or lavatory. Um, so the whole thing, the, the key is really you can't be afraid of these people um, because when it comes to fact-based information, they've got nothing. All they can do when you stand up to them, as you know, is to call you names and try to intimidate you and try to ruin you. Um, they cannot stand on equal footing on a fact-based basis uh, with us because we have all the facts and we have truth. Well, of course, and they're, they're fact immune. I think they've been vaccinated against fact and truth. And even if they acknowledge the facts, they don't care about them. All they care about is pushing their narrative. And that's why there's no lie to base for them to tell. There's no low to which they will not stoop in order to push their agenda. And it, it's it's coming around on them, though. The big silver lining of the lockdowns, is, as much as I oppose the school lockdowns, one of the few good things to come out of it, and there were so many negative things to come about, we all know about, was that finally mom and dad got to hear what was going on in the classroom. And mom mm -hmm. might have had an inkling because she's talking to the teacher at drop-off and pick-up and whatnot. Mom might not have been tuned in to how bad things were or might actually have agreed with some of it because they put it in feels language. It's all about the feels, right? It's fairness and niceness and kindness and inclusion. No, it is not. It's anything but. But when dad got to hear those Zoom classes, uh-uh. Dad yeah, said, no way is this going to continue. And fathers around the country, like yourself, have mm -hmm. stood up and are raising a ruckus. And we couldn't be happier. Yeah, you know, um, there, are, there are some really strong parents out there. Uh, moms and dads uh, yeah. who have banded together and are and are are doing their level best to try and and save these kids. I mean, really, when you think about it, when you're a parent, or even if you're not a parent, what the heck is more important than the youth of our country? There isn't Nothing. anything more important. Um, so that's why we're out there, and a lot of other people are out there uh, fighting for these kids every day. 
against policies such as this transgender uh, policy here in, in Westerly Public Schools, which isn't even a policy. I mean, some of the things that are involved in this thing are. Um, uh, yeah, we're going to get, let's get to that after the break, but you're absolutely correct. The analogy here is, you know, it, it's the farmer protecting his seed corn from the rats in the barn. And that's, that's literally what we're up against. And, you know, everybody talks about mama bear, but don't sell papa bear short. You don't want to mess with papa bear either. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. See, Smokey thinks I'm funny. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. TNT. Bob, one of the innovative things that's going on in Rhode Island is something I hadn't heard about before you called it to my attention, was that you folks had an audit recently. Why don't you tell us all about that? Who called for it? Who conducted it? How was it conducted? We had what is called an equity audit. Uh, Now, an equity audit is an examination of the policies and procedures of a district uh, to see if there are any inequities um, versus any particular populations in the district. Um, this one uh, was uh, called for by the school committee uh, with help from a local group called the Anti-Racism Coalition, ironically. Um, the Anti-Racism means the same thing to them as it does to Kendi. So, um, they um they were interested in one thing and that is furthering the um furthering furthering their own uh best interest they weren't concerned and aren't concerned about the overall success of all of our students they are concerned only with with the students of color so for sixty five thousand dollars uh we got um uh, a recommendation that every uh, our district should have a director of diversity, equity, inclusion. Keep in mind our uh, our our uh, students of color number about less than one percent in our district. So uh, we have we need to have an, a director of diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, other things in that audit were um, uh, everything needs to be seen and all decisions made through a lens of race and equity. Um, teachers need to be recruited, hired, and retained based on color, 
uh, because uh, this public consulting group, that's the name of the group that conducted the audit, cited no empirical data, but they just pulled out of the air that students learn better from teachers who look like them, um, which we know there's nothing at all, no data at all that supports that. In fact, look at, if you want to look at uh, any of the inner city schools that we have, where um, there are more teachers of color than there are here, um, and more kids of color too, they, do, they don't do very well. And if you look at my district in Westerly, 80% of the kids are white, 80% of the teachers are white, and our reading proficiency and math proficiency is not any good. So um, in this equity audit, what I'm trying to say is it never mentioned the quality of the teachers one time in the whole equity audit. But what it did mention over 150 times uh, is color. So I, I know and I know you know that color, skin color, immutable characteristics mean nothing as far as the uh, uh, how good a teacher he, uh, a man or a woman is it's the quality well, that, of the teacher that's exactly correct and interestingly right teachers like um Jamie I just want to say his last name and it escapes me from the movie uh Stand and Deliver Edward James almost played him inner city teacher in Los Angeles that challenged his black and hispanic students to take calculus and they competed at math competitions and they kicked butt right children regardless of race children will always live up to or down to whatever standard you set for them and what's so harmful about this ideology is it's telling children that either they're oppressors or victims when they're neither it's telling children that there are forces beyond their control that are going to determine the outcome of their life. Right. It's going to indoctrinate them to the fact that hard work and diligence and studiousness doesn't matter. And it, 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 it is literally poisoning the minds of entire generations, plural, because this has been going on for a while. This is all the, the NGIX nonsense up at Boston University, like you said, making statements with absolutely no empirical data to back them up, such as students learn better from teachers who look like them. I'm going to redact what I was told today, and I'm not going to provide any identifying details as to companies, etc. But I received a text today that was very troubling, and it concerned the door blowing off of the Alaska Airlines plane over the weekend. Mm -hmm. We all heard about that horrible story. This text came from a friend who is a flight mechanic for a major airline. And he has been told that the company that built the plane in question, or I guess I can say the company, Boeing, he's been told that Boeing says that 92% of its hires are now DEI. So 92% of the new hires at Boeing have been hired based on 
quote unquote qualifications or criteria that have absolutely nothing to do with aeronautical engineering, air safety, anything else. 92% of the new hires at Boeing are now DEI. And he said, when you don't hire for talent and skills, but for leftist virtue signaling, you put people's lives at risk. Need to hire on merit and proven results. 100%. And there's other information that things are bad at our airlines. I've never, Bob, I've never been apprehensive flying. I've always been exhilarated. I love flying. But I'm being told that safety bolts have not been installed. Rudder bolts have not been properly torqued. Planes are not being adequately maintained because the resources to do the job aren't there because they've been diverted to things that don't matter, like getting 92% of your new hires being DEI hires. That's why our kids can't read or write, because content-based education has been replaced in many instances by some of this nonsense that you're talking about. It's more important to know that America, uh, uh, to teach these kids that America is a bad place, that it was founded on racist principles, that uh, a kid of color can't achieve anything, can't achieve greatness without an artificially engineered outcome. That's BS, and we all know it. And to your point, a kid will achieve. They will do the very best they can if given the, 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 the right guidance. And I don't care what color a teacher is or a pilot is, as long as they're the very, very best teacher or pilot uh, that they that this school could hire or airline could hire. I don't even, no one cares what color they are. Only exactly. those that are pushing this agenda care. That's exactly correct. And, you know, it, it's interesting. What you said there was so commonsensical to people of our generation. But I was trained as a scientist and I taught biology and earth science at earth science and biology at the secondary level and then biology at the undergraduate level and i recently saw a textbook a college biology textbook bob it was all pictures now our textbooks had diagrams and a lot of graphs for data and visualizations of molecules and things that were very small, but our books were probably 85% text. Mm -hmm. These books now are about 85% pictures. They're all graphical. It's been shown that actual educational attainment, even in the hard sciences, is down over what it was 40 and 50 years ago. The children are being dumbed down and they're being dumbed down for a reason. A lot of kids today, most kids today can't even tell time on an analog clock or an analog wristwatch. Most children today can't even read script. Forget about writing it. Think about that. If you can't read script, you can't read the Declaration of Independence. You can't read the Constitution in its original form. You can't go back and look at history and do research from original sources you end up being lazy and just absorbing what people tell you with no evidence to back it up. And that's the way it is. 
in my view, um, and I think we talked about this last time, this is a deliberate attempt to transform our country, uh, to tear it down. Uh, I mean, look what's going on. I mean, we're talking about the, the the schools, but that's only one one portion of it. Of course, you have the the destruction of the energy industry, housing, food, um, yeah, the border, law enforcement. I mean, there's so many things they're chipping away, chipping away, chipping away at the at taking God, the secularization of the country. Uh, I think only 38 percent of our country is deems themselves as religious today. Uh, which is an alarming thing because our morals go along with that um, and, and our spirituality. So um, when all of those things align, and our opponents aren't stupid, they, they're very well versed. They know what they're doing. Um, I think they, uh, they, don't, they didn't count on, on us stepping in and getting in the way as much as we have because um, we know exactly what they're doing. They're just trying to destroy the country. And, you know, Klaus Schwab and the Davos gang and those people, um, they they want the USA to go down badly because we're it. If we go, the whole world is is gone. This is a it'll be a one world system, the global system that they also uh, so deeply, uh, deeply covet. And we're standing in their way and they're doing their darndest to take us down. But we're not going to let them. They really are. And I think that we're looking we're staring down the barrel at a dystopian future, at a brave new world, at a 1984, at a Blade Runner or Terminator. These people are evil. You know, this whole notion behind transhumanism, the whole notion behind equity, essentially what they're doing is they're trying to elevate humans to the status of God. And that was tried once before, the Tower of Babel. It didn't end up too well for humanity. And a lot of us are scared that they're doing it again. And we need to oppose this because you're absolutely right. It's not just one thing. It's everything. And it's all at once. It's coordinated. This is their moment. You know, we went through this 50 years ago, right? What we're seeing today was also going on in the mid early 1970s. Take, for example, the Boston busing crisis that they created. There's a wonderful book by J. Anthony Lucas entitled Common Ground that follows three families from the patriarchs of the families coming to this country, black family in the South End who came to America as slaves, a wasp family that came over on the Mayflower, and an Irish family that came over after the potato famine. And what people didn't realize is that what the wasps were doing, what these, they called them goo-goos, they were good government, that's what they were for, good government, that's what they called themselves back then. What the Gugus were doing was playing with the lives of the poor blacks and the poor Irish with no consequence to themselves or their social or economic peers. They were just playing like they were playing with toy soldiers on a toy battlefield, just moving people around at will, implementing their utopian policies. And it was an absolute disaster. This is a disaster as well, and it's not going to end well unless more people get involved. I want to refer back to your pushing the boulder up the hill analogy. I was actually fortunate enough to go to Greece and stood on the hill 
where Sisyphus was condemned to push that boulder up only to have it fall back and roll back down the hill right when he was almost at the top. And it's not a steep hill. It's a long, 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 gradual hill, which surprised me. And then the more I thought about it, it's like, you know, that really makes sense. That really makes sense. You work a long time and then everything is undone. Well, we might be the ones that think we're pushing the boulder up, but it's really they who are pushing the boulder. And the boulder is trying to fundamentally transform this nation and Western civilization. I use that term for the obvious reason. That was what Obama claimed his administration was going to do, was fundamentally transform America. Well, they're almost to the top of that hill. They're almost to the point of no return. But Bob, with, with people like you and Alan Myers and all the other great people that are getting involved in Rhode Island and in states around the country, I think that boulder's going to crush them on the way back down the hill. That's the plan. You know, we're certainly not going to give up. And we've been fighting this fight for over three and a half years now. And we take a lot of punches but we sure as heck give them to, and we are not going to stop. Um, we have to do what's right by these kids in this great country. And, you know, the Holy spirit guides us here, um, guides me for sure. Um, I know when I put my head down on the pillow every night that most of the time I've done the very best I can. I'm trying to do his work as best I can. Um, and, and one of the things that, that we, what we have to do that he tells us to do, is we have to save these kids and we have to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes. Uh, and that's what we, uh, that's what we will be doing. We absolutely do. My friend, Howie Carr up in Boston always says that every time the Democrats propose spending money, it's always for the children. Well, this time it actually is for the children and right. we all have a moral obligation to get involved, whether there are children or not, because really, all of our children are our future and we have to protect our future. We've got a, about a minute left. I would urge the good people of Westerly Rhode Island to find out who commissioned that DEI audit and who, or, who arranged for that company, who contracted with that company. And everybody involved in that whole debacle needs to be thrown out. And I'd say at the same time, this is why the Office of Attorney General is so important, because the Rhode Island Attorney General is no good. The Rhode Island Attorney General won't go after this nonsense. Unlike the Texas Attorney General, who they tried to impeach on bogus charges, isn't that familiar? Uh, Attorney General is an important office, and the people of Rhode Island need a good one. Bob, quickly, how can people connect with you if they're interested in doing this in their own school districts? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter or X, uh, and it's at B-C-H-I-A-R-A-D-I-O, the number 14. I have a private Facebook group also called Westerly Residents Against Indoctrination, uh, or just my regular Facebook uh, and Instagram, Bob Caradillo. Excellent. Thanks so much for coming on and giving us this important information. Stay tuned right here on today's News Talk TNT for the Havorier Moritz Show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.